Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's brand new entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with my dear friend and I guess work wife is the term that people use. I like work pair more. Work pair more. Julie Miller, who's Vanity Fair's West Coast correspondent. And Julie and I spend pretty much all day, I would say, that's a conservative estimate and constant contact on a Gchat. We're slacking, we're texting, we're sending, you know, paper airplanes, whatever. My husband gets jealous. That's <laughs> how much we communicate. But it's kind of a tragic underpinning to that because I'm in New York and Julie's in LA and we figured, you know, why not just add to this relationship even more and take it to the airwaves. So feel free to pour yourself a glass of champagne or two or three as we explore the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week. So on that note, we have two topics this week that we want to get into that Julie and I have been excited about. The first one that's really kind of consumed a lot of our, I don't know, mental space when we're trying to distract ourselves from what's going on in the country, maybe, is the developments between Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, his new girlfriend. And this is kind of like all happened really quickly. I feel like even though she's Meghan Markle's been on Suits, the USA procedural for a number of seasons now, but most people probably weren't super familiar with her until I guess about two weeks ago when the first reports broke from the British press that her and Harry were involved romantically. And at first I was definitely kind of skeptical because there were no photographs of them together. And, you know, Prince Harry's dating life is obviously this circus of rumors and reports and strange sources like everyone gets kind of linked with him at some point or another like emma watson taylor swift taylor swift i didn't know about taylor swift (laughs) i mean these are all just kind of these like from these strange sites you've never even heard of before what do i have to do to be linked to prince harry probably just like be seen with him in the same supermarket (laughs) and that's like all it takes like that's the thing i feel like people can just get linked to him by doing nothing like ellie goulding is like always asked about him now because they like once were at the same concert or something so it doesn't take much to be forever linked to him i think is like a possible future princess. So when this whole rumor with Meghan started, I think people were kind of just like, oh, this is another one of these kind of out of nowhere rumors. And, you know, she's been married once before. She's based in Toronto. She's an American actress. You know, there were a lot of things about it that kind of didn't seem like his normal type, which is this kind of like British socialite, blonde, usually younger than him kind of woman. So I think people were kind of like, what's going on here? And then about a week after kind of the first initial reports broke, it was actually on election day, I remember, the palace actually had to like release a statement because she was getting a lot of intense borderline harassment on her Twitter account, her Instagram. Because she's biracial, right? She's been divorced. Right. And I feel like there was like this kind of horrible racial element to a lot of the vitriol. Her mom was getting tracked down, you know, photographers were like waiting outside her Toronto house. So when they posted this, it was kind of like the confirmation because in the note, it called her Prince Harry's girlfriend. And people were kind of like, okay, so this is the confirmation. But it was weird because it was in this note that was otherwise saying like, back off, don't cover this. But I feel like it actually just made people more interested. And I think part of it was like, you know, the palace never really comments on the 
private lives of Kate and William and Harry very much at all. So for that to kind of come out in this way, I think people found really surprising. Right. I was totally taken off guard because Prince Harry is not known for having like steady girlfriends, really. I didn't realize that we were ready to like get to this next level and have the steady girlfriend. So I was taken off guard for that reason, first of all. Second of all, I had no idea who Meghan Markle, is that her name, is. I'm sure she's wonderful and fantastic. I've never watched Suits. I have no idea what to expect. I mean, I did find out a lot about my parents, though, because I, like, brought up Meghan Markle. And mom's like, Meghan Markle? Like, we love her. They watch Suits. (laughs) They love Suits. It's, like, their favorite. I guess if you watch Suits, she's like your Angelina Jolie, kind of. But otherwise, anyone else, people were not aware of who she was. And she has some sort of lifestyle blog called The Tig, which I just read. She named after, uh, like really great glass of wine she had. Wait, it's even better than that, though. So I I thought that, too, because I'd originally seen it was, like, named after her favorite wine. So I was like, oh, that's kind of, like, you know, it's it's a choice. And then (laughs) I... But then I found out it's actually more complicated than that because... It's not the actual name of the wine she likes. It's how she once mispronounced the name of the glass. This the, the is very specific and convoluted. Well, that's the thing. Like it's, like, were... it's like naming it after the mispronunciation, which is kind of funny because you're basically setting in stone the mispronunciation. And I don't know. She's, yeah, like an aspiring Gwyneth kind of. Right. She has a lot of beauty, lifestyle. But wait, when did they even meet? Like how long have they been dating? Okay. So, so since... And for those of you who don't read VanityFair.com, that's fine. But you should know that Josh is our royal expert. So he follows all things, has like crazy Google alerts for like Prince George. Yeah. Prince George and I text pretty regularly, <laughs> even though he's three. I'm like teaching him emojis. Actually, I've, and I'm like tooting my own horn here. One, I did meet Prince Harry very briefly in Palm Beach earlier this year, which was like, I guess it's all been downhill since then pretty much. <laughs> so like, I don't even know why I bother getting dressed in the morning anymore. So I think I have after speaking with him for maybe 90 seconds, a little bit of sense of what his personality is like. You have a good read on him. Mm -hmm, Which gives me a lot of insight into this relationship. No, it definitely doesn't. But yes, so Harry's like involved with the Invictus Games, which is for veterans who have some sort of disability. And he kind of goes touring around whenever the games are in a different city and they were in Toronto. And it's unclear like how or why Meghan went. If I'm guessing, I bet she kind of was like, Prince Harry's coming, might as well check this thing out. But she moseyed on down to the games, and I guess they somehow met in Toronto when he was there. And that was the beginning of this relationship. She was dating someone else around the same time. This was in May. A chef, this like famous Canadian celebrity chef. And it's sort of been this topic of great intrigue in the British press, like what was going on there that like she left the chef and started up with Prince Harry. So I kind of feel like if you're dating someone and then they meet Prince Harry, it's like you might as well just give up, you know? Who do you think was more excited to hear about this couple? Meghan Markle's family members or the Suits executive producers? (laughs) That's an amazing question. I think... Suits must be like the happiest. I mean, I bet USA was just like popping bottles of champagne. (laughs) I mean, I reached out to Meghan Markle's publicist after the whole news came out. And I was just thinking to myself, like, this publicist must be inundated with requests today. Like her inbox has never seen this much activity, you know? Everyone wants to talk to Meghan. And what's so funny is like in the two weeks since it broke, all these outlets are repurposing old Meghan Markle interviews that they did for Suits, you know, over the past, like, five years. It's like this morning there was one, like, 
Meghan Markle once chose Harry over William. And I was like, where did this come from? And then it was some old interview from like a year ago where they asked her to pick between William and Harry. Do you think Harry's going to go back and watch all the Suits episodes? Like, how committed is he? Well, I mean, what do you do? You think she's going to keep acting on Suits? Like, can you date Prince Harry and be on Suits? Like, well, I don't know. I had serious questions. I think this weekend she went to visit him and she was staying at Buckingham Palace. They yes. reported and there was this photo of her coming back to the palace, standing outside with a Whole Foods bag, like oh a bag God. of groceries. Like she just ran out to Whole Foods and was strolling back in. I don't know. I just have, I have a lot of questions. I immediately <laughs> saved it as my iPhone wallpaper. She's like in the most like low-key outfit with like this Whole Foods bag walking into the palace. It looked very out of place. I mean, I don't know. I, in a way, I was kind of like, maybe this is nice. Like they're having like some semblance of like a normal relationship. Like, I mean, I guess that's what I would do. I would go out there like call all the photographers over like get me going in there are you surprised there has not been a photo op of the two of them like no one's seen the two of them together yet right no i guess i'm not surprised about that because i feel like that's the next big relationship step Mm -hmm. it's like their first sighting together i'm just like the fact that she was bringing in a whole foods grocery bag was kind of my mind blown because i don't want to think about prince harry like eating i don't know 365 cereal or something it's just too weird for me so if you like i got you lots of quinoa harry (laughs) you know full hypothetical here so you're like dating prince harry you're going to visit him at the palace like what meal are you making him like i feel that's also just so much pressure i don't know because i I feel like Prince Harry, that's all too healthy for him. I feel like he has like a mini fridge of beer like yes. by his gaming station. He's like playing Xbox. He doesn't want to have like a kale salad, you know, like he wants right. to eat. He wants to eat like a cheeseburger. I he think. doesn't want organic soda. Or he could be doing that thing, you know, when someone's like dating someone and it's just starting out and maybe he's trying to like really pretend almost oh, that he's on. into that Prince stuff. Harry does not have to do that. <laughs> But maybe she's pretending to, like, cook and I don't know. I'm sure she does. She's a lifestyle blog. She's probably like, oh, Harry, like, I'll recreate my squash soup from my lifestyle blog for you tonight. And (laughs) you know what I would click on from her lifestyle blog? The recipe of what she made Prince Harry. Well, so that's my other question about this. If you're her, like, do you try to use this? I mean, like, I think you do, but I guess she has to be careful, right? Because if she comes off as she's really trying to capitalize on the kind of attention, I don't think that's going to go over too well with the palace. At the same time, it's like people are so interested in her. Like I've been looking at her, I, I follow her on Instagram and I'm still checking every minute just to make sure she hasn't posted something that I missed. I know, but she hasn't really posted anything on Instagram, right? At the beginning, when it first broke, she posted like three in a row and they were all kind of cryptic. Like she did this one of the like two bananas side by side. Which, like, you do need to look... If you haven't looked up Meghan Markle's Instagram by now, you know, God help you. <laughs> but but if you haven't, check it now. Because it's, like, these two bananas and, like, she drew, like, there's faces drawn on them. I guess she probably found the picture somewhere else. But everyone was, like, reading into it. Like, the bananas represent her and Harry. <laughs> and, like, everything she's been posting has been sort of like that. Where it's, like, kind of hard to figure out what the post is trying to say. Do you think Kate has met her? And do you think Kate stalked her Instagram account before meeting her? Because that's what I did. I wish I could have some insight into what Kate and Pippa are texting about this whole situation. Because she looks a lot like Pippa, I Yeah, think. there's been a lot of, there's been a lot about how she looks like Pippa. And like, I kind of see, she has like a Middleton vibe to her a little bit. Right. She's gorgeous. The dark eyes, dark hair. Yeah. And I think that like maybe... 
I could see Kate loving it. I don't know. It's like a pal, right? I know. Now they can go on double dates, finally. I mean, there's exactly, it's so third wheel with the three of them, Harry, Kate, and William. Like, they're always going to things, just the three of them. So now Kate has, like, a buddy. She doesn't have to, like, you know, make sure Harry has someone to talk to and stuff. Right. I just wonder what the scene was like inside Buckingham Palace this weekend. Like, was anyone watching The Crown? (laughs) One of the other things that's interesting is that she's American. She's American and divorced. Yeah, I know. There's something on The Crown that people said was similar. I've not watched The Crown yet. I think it was, they were comparing her to maybe Wallace Simpson, who was also American and divorced and came in and was dating, I guess, King, was it Edward? Yeah. And abdicated, and that's why George took over. It's deep. You need to catch up, Josh. You really need to catch up. I need to get going on The Crown. If I was in the palace this weekend, I would have made a point of trying to, like, not spy, but, like, you know, like, see, I feel like people probably wanted to, like, meet her, right? What an empowering, like, moment for American divorcees everywhere who now think if Meghan can do it, maybe they can, too. And she took a leave from Suits to go visit him this weekend. Apparently, this is all reports. I well, state. I'm sure the executive producers were like, anything you need, please go over there. They already have, like, a cameo scripted. <laughs> That's true. I've used the word suits probably like 70 times per day the past two weeks and had not once before. I'm about to go watch suits and I don't even I don't even know where what USA is. What was your parents review of it? They love it. I guess I need to have my parents on as a guest in a future episode to grill them on Meghan Markle and plot lines of suits. But I think there's like some controversial romance going on for her character, maybe. But she's like the lead female. Like she apparently is a lot like she's the main character. And she already had, like, when I went to follow her at the beginning of all this, she already had, like, close to a million followers on Instagram. So maybe we're behind. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like we're we're the ones that are, like, missing out. She's, like, friends with, um, oh, Priyanka Chopra. Serena Williams, apparently, is, like, her buddy. I wonder if she'll have to quit social media, though, because I feel like Buckingham Palace must be very... Yeah, I mean, it's been an ongoing such a frustration of mine that like Kate Middleton is not on social media in any way. And I feel like she's so private. Unless, do you think Kate is like, Kate must have like a private something, right? She has to. I mean, like, what is she doing all day? Just like sitting around the palace. She needs to have like Instagram or something to like stalk people. Right. She totally has like an insane name nobody knows about. And she just follows and is constantly scrolling. Like Katie Cat 25 or something. That's the thing. I just feel like in this day and age, gosh, I sound like I'm doing a college essay, but you know what I mean? Like you just need, I feel like she must be on it to like even see what's going on, like a Twitter account or Facebook or something. Anyway, I feel like because it's, of Kate's, I don't know, standard of how she kind of is like so ultra private. I would imagine if Megan ends up really getting serious and like engaged or married to Harry, that like she's going to have to give that up, right? Where do you think Harry would propose? What would his proposal style be? Uh, like dive bar or something? <laughs> I don't know. I think everything's going to be low key. It might even be like you find out after the fact they already got married or something. No, that could never happen. But like, I just have this sense that it's going to be all very kind of secretive just to loop back what was your conversation with him your 90 second conversation oh, oh yeah so earlier this year uh you can check this out on vanityfair.com <laughs> like a salesman i went to this polo match that harry was playing in it was a charity match and it was like pouring rain so they were all playing in like torrential downpour it's like polo shirt was sopping wet and it was almost like 
uh, tropical like storm conditions. This is like my fan fiction. <laughs> Royal with t-shirt contest. Yeah. I'm going to say, I feel like this is getting kind of like X-rated. So there was a dinner after the polo match. And at this dinner, Harry was obviously like the center of attention. He was sitting at this table in the kind of front. He gave a short speech and people were like coming up to him. He was actually like seemed very good natured and cool with like people kind of coming up to take selfies and that kind of thing. I did not ask him for a selfie. That's so professional. <laughs> I know. Then at the end, though, it was like ending and everyone was milling around. And he was talking to a bunch of people and like right near where I was standing. He had like a Corona. Ugh. Glass? Like bottle or can? I guess, do they even have cans? It was a bottle. I had the thought after though, like, did I hallucinate the whole thing? <laughs> like, I'm not 100% sure this is real. I should probably caveat the story with that. Because like the whole thing was just too much like how I would have imagined it. Like him in like an untucked button down, like drinking his Corona out of the bottle. And I like was like, hey, Prince Harry, kind of. <laughs> Did you have to bow? No, there was no like, I mean, he had bodyguards sort of in the vicinity, but there was no protocol about how you had to like approach him. And then we just chatted about the dinner kind of. He was like very friendly and gregarious. Told him I worked at Vanity Fair. He like just was like chatting away. So he's very much to me read as just kind of a like dude, kind of a guy's guy. He reminded me of um like a lacrosse player that I would have gone to college with or something, you know? It was very different when Kate and William were in New York. I didn't meet them, but I was covering one of the events they were at, and, like, you had to stay a mile away, you know, and, like, couldn't even get anywhere near Kate's luscious hair or anything. <laughs> well, I guess Prince Harry's now, what, fourth in line? Fifth, yeah. Fifth in line. So they're like, whatever, he can do what he wants. So, Julie, what's your prediction? Do you think this is built to last? Do you think we're going to hear that this is over in a week? What's your gut feeling about Meghan and Harry's prospects? Well, my gut hope is that Suits really capitalizes on this and somehow they work it into the marketing. Yeah. What's your hope <laughs> or guess? I was sort of thinking this was going to be like one of these quick month-long relationships. But then when the palace did their statement last week and it was all about respecting her privacy and Harry wanting to make sure she was treated fairly... That made me feel like it is kind of seemingly serious. Like, why would they... The palace doesn't do that kind of thing. They overdid the details, you know? They were like, they've been dating for a number of months. Like, why is the palace telling you that? One of our, our coworkers was saying, like, it reminded her of, like, a statement, like, a Bachelorette contestant would put up on Instagram. That's like, when you're really worked up about some controversy on Twitter and you post a statement on Instagram, like, it had that vibe to it. So I don't know. I have a feeling... She's going to be there for the holidays. And then we're going to start hearing that they're like, it's like, when are they going to get engaged? I feel like, I don't know, she's been married once before. I could see it happening soon. I feel like we're dissecting this as much, if not more, than Meghan Markle actually is and all um, of her friends. Meghan's toasting some, like, you know, raw vegetables or something right now. <laughs> she's in her, she's cooking up a new recipe for the lifestyle blog. Could not be bothered. And now to move on to the second pop culture topic that we are obsessed with this week, America's royal family, the Kardashians. And they just welcomed a new member to the family, Dream Renee Kardashian, daughter to Rob in Black China, who already has her own Instagram account. She was verified within like 24 hours of being born, which has to be some sort of like Guinness World Record. First of all, I just want to congratulate you on that transition which was amazing because <laughs> the kardashians really are our royal family so it's like perfect so wait what's the story so dream 
for some reason, I like got lost. Like I didn't follow this story last week as closely as I should have. My journalistic uh, failings. Seriously. Dream was born like the two days after the election, right? Right. I was just mired in grief. And all of a sudden on Twitter, I started seeing Dream Kardashian. <laughs> it didn't really understand, like could not be bothered. But then within 12 hours, I came to understand that Dream had been born. I guess it's poetic that they gave her this hopeful name. I was going to say, what Like, what do you make? Like this name, like I just can't. Well, they, they said Rob's dream was always to have a daughter. Um, and I did like, I saw somewhere that she, in one of her Instagram posts, Black China was like dream team, which I thought was kind of cute. Like, like Rob and her are the dream team. <laughs> or like the, or the whole family is, I guess. I kind of like but, that. But she already has a son. What's the son's name? King. <sighs> so she has dream and King, which is pretty crazy. I mean, these are just such bold names to give a kid. There's so much to live up to. Dream, Saint, King. North. Rain. Yeah. I mean, these, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I forgot about Rain. So you have Rain, North, like these names are nouns. I don't know. It's like a dynasty, kind of. Right. I was just surprised to see her on Instagram already and Twitter, but I, but I guess since Kim hasn't been back on since the robbery, maybe she's trying to pick up the slack. Yeah, I was going to say. So she's only posted one or two posts, right? It's an extreme close-up of Black China breastfeeding, which I'm all for breastfeeding and empowering women who do. Isn't there, like, what it says on the account something like, this account is run by Black China. Run by Black China and Rob Kardashian, I guess, in case there was any confusion. I mean, this kid in, like, 10 years is going to find this Twitter account and be, like, horrified, no? I, I don't know. I'm just curious, when when are we going to see the first, like, sponsorship deal, the first <laughs> promoted tweet? Do you think any companies have qualms about that? Do you think Chris is already working the phone lines? I did see China put up this post that was from the delivery room, and it was like the mannequin challenge situation, you know, like where you're frozen, whatever, and they play the Black Beatles song. And like, I was like kind of impressed that like she'd just given birth and was like already thinking about how to maximize the social media. Was like, it before or after? Oh, it was before. Was it before? I don't know. Whether it was before or after, she looked like great. <laughs> she looked great. Chris Jenner was there. Yeah, Chris was there like right behind. When you just brought up Chris, it made me think of it. I was like, Chris is working this already. Chris is right there. Chris is probably already trying to like pitch her as a client to God knows who. She's going to be like opening a nightclub next week or something. But I love the visual of the Kardashians as our royal family. How would each member kind of compare to royal family members? Mm. Is Kris Jenner queen mom, but like more conniving? So yeah, I was going to say she's a little more, she's a little more like in the mix, I would say, than the queen maybe. But like definitely, yeah, she's the matriarch calling the shots that you have to make sure you're in her good favor, I feel like. Like, you know, the way like Kate Middleton has to make sure she isn't like wearing some weird hat that's going to like upset the queen. Like, I think the daughters kind of have that with Chris, maybe. I think Courtney would be Prince William because she's the most responsible. Yes, yes. And they're both the oldest sibling kind of thing. Right. And then this is getting like muddled, I guess, kind of. But I guess Kim and Kate... <laughs> God, I'm going to get like tweets that are calling me names for weeks. But I feel like Kim would be the Kate analogous person in America, right? That, but we just saw that it was Halloween and Kim hasn't been on Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat since October, since the Paris Fashion Week incident where she was robbed. But Rob Kardashian kind of filled us in on what Kim's family did for Halloween, saying that North dressed up as, what is it, Jasmine from Aladdin. She's mm -hmm. obsessed with Jasmine. 
And I guess Kim went into her Halloween closet because she has a Halloween closet and pulled out her own Jasmine costume from like a decade ago. I have a lot of thoughts on this because one, Kate would never do that. But two, how pissed would you be if you were like this little girl, so excited to be this Disney princess, and then your mom pulls out her bespoke costume, which by the way, looks like a Victoria's Secret push-up bra and underwear with like two flimsy pieces of like turquoise, I don't know, lace chiffon on the bottom. I don't know. I would be just horrified. It was weird to me. Like moms and daughters don't usually, well, do they dress like this? We're the same costume. I was kind of like, like it should be complimentary, right? If Norris is Jasmine, like you should be something, I don't know. Who's, does Jasmine have a mom and a lot of... I don't know. I think Kanye could have been Jafar with that scowl. He has a scowl in place. Saint was Aladdin, and that was cute. There's a photo of Saint as Aladdin and North as Jasmine on this, like, Persian carpet. And they gave North a little genie in a bottle, and she's kind of looking at it very skeptically because it's like she's considered this moment a lot about what she would wish for if she had three wishes. I don't know. Oh, that's cute. I I like that. Right. I just think it's going to give it's going to give you like an inferiority complex. So Kim has not posted anything since she was robbed in Paris. This was like a kind of a, the first time there's been like even new photos of her that she posted herself. I mean, she went out to get frozen yogurt, I think like a few weeks ago. And it's very like no makeup. It was like a whole different vibe for her. Like she went out with her friend Jonathan. But that was kind of like the first sighting of her. And then these are the first pictures. I was thinking maybe this is a sign that she's kind of coming back into the limelight a little bit. Whoa, just use our podcast name. In the limelight, coming in organically. But I don't know. I kind of felt like maybe this is a sign that she's ready to re-enter society a little bit. And it kind of made me feel excited about that. Right. It seems like this was definitely a personal turning point for her, the whole incident last month, and a professional one, too, because she's built her entire business around being so accessible on social platforms. So it seems like her team must be strategizing a way to pivot that. Well, also for her, like so many of her deals and things are based around posting on social media and like making appearances. So like, I mean, she's obviously doing just fine financially, but you know, at a certain point, I think she's almost like gonna have to. Unless Dream can pick up the slack. Yeah, this is definitely like in the Wikipedia entry. There's a paragraph ending right before the Paris robbery and then like a whole new section on that. Definitely where the commercial break would come in and her lifetime biopic. Anecdotally, and maybe this says more about who I hang out with than anything else, but I've noticed people are really kind of eager to see if she comes back and like sad that she kind of feels... You know, like this is obviously what she went through something so intense that everyone's kind of nervous. Like I was getting my hair cut this past weekend and the woman cutting my hair was like, have you seen the new photos on Kim's app? And like brought out her phone and was like flipping through all the Jasmine photos to show me. And she was like, I look to Kim to see what to wear, like what's in now, like what are the new trends? She's like, without Kim on my Instagram feed, I like don't even know what to wear. I don't know. That's kind of tragic <laughs> to me, but I don't know. It's great that she has someone to look up to. And for her, I hope that Kim makes a return. To close the loop on that, I'm trying to figure out if we can tie Megan into this. Megan's maybe Black China, the outsider coming in. What would have to happen, do you think, for the Kardashians to meet the British royal family? And what would your reaction be? Because I feel like you would just melt into a puddle of, like, liquid gold. I can't 
imagine for some reason it's so hard for me to picture isn't it you were there when beyonce met oh yeah kate middleton and you didn't black out you stayed conscious i mean just barely by a thread i think like beyonce and kate that was kind of amazing because they were on separate sides of this basketball court this is when kate and william were visiting new york in 2014 and like they weren't sitting next to each other which i feel like was a dramatic oversight And they were on like different sides of the court. And then in between the third and fourth quarters, by the way, no one was watching the basketball game this whole time. (laughs) Like everyone was just watching Kate and Beyonce with like binoculars. And then during the third and fourth quarter break, they like converged in the center of the court and everyone just like stood up in their seats and was like, yeah, I think I did black out kind of actually, because I don't even remember it that well now when I'm saying it. But that to me felt very much like the queen meeting the queen kind of thing, you know, or, or princess meeting the princess as the case may be. But like, it felt like our royalty meeting hers. What song did they play? I'm just thinking I would be so stressed out if I was like the arena DJ. That's definitely not the right title for that. That's a good question. I almost feel like they probably played a Beyonce song, but I was so, I also had, I had a phone and then my friend had binoculars. So I had the binoculars up and then my phone on the other side of the binoculars so that my picture would be even, or I have it the other way. You know what I mean? Like I was trying to get even like more of a zoom going for my photo. Uh, so like the photo I ended up posting on Instagram or whatever made it look like I was like in Beyonce's hair basically, but like I wasn't actually that close. But I was so I was so concerned with like watching the body language of like William and Jay-Z making like awkward small talk while like, everyone was like watching Beyonce and Kate. They have nothing in common, principally. <laughs> no. I mean, if you were going to have like a fun Saturday, I don't know, like beach day, would you rather spend that with Beyonce and Jay-Z or William and Kate? Okay, I have a very detailed answer for this. If it yeah. was a beach day, definitely Beyonce. Because Beyonce's into like the sarongs, the colorful sarongs. She has like a, some sort of athleisure wear. We would have a great time on the beach. We could listen to her music sip some like margaritas or some beachy cocktail it would be fantastic i would not want to go on a beach vacation with kate middleton she's like so in shape she's tiny she plays racquetball i can't compete beyonce definitely has the beach vibe kate has more of like a i don't know the wildest I would go with her is maybe like a mimosa brunch. I was about to say a brunch. Like I could see Kate like, ooh, like I'm going to have a second mimosa. Like maybe right. that's like the extent of her like rebellion. She does like one and a half. And then she's right. like, that's it. I, I'm going to get crazy after this. But that crazy would be like, I don't know. No, you're totally. That's such a good answer. Because I also feel like Kate at the beach would be very um. like, did you put on enough sunscreen? Like <laughs> have her book out and like maybe like covering up her head with like a big hat. You know? Right. I don't think she she's leaning into the beach vibes no beyonce and i we, we would be like taking really cool photos i feel like she's a professional photographer with her at all times, all times which would yeah. be perfect for us yeah the really like daily mail posts for a week julie miller and beyonce like waltzing on the beach i don't know why i have the sense but don't you feel like she'd also just like gab kind of i feel like she'd like tell you stories much looser vibe yeah like kate's probably still very because like the whole palace thing you have to have so much discretion beyonce definitely would have like a cool beach portable music setup kate definitely does not pack that in her beach tote bag monogrammed with like hrh or whatever i love this like beyonce beach fantasy that's being spelled out here it's like so specific i feel like it's gonna happen somehow i know i know her vacations do seem incredible though Like, every time I've seen her post any sort of vacation, I'm like, this is out of control. It's always, like, 
jumping off like a five-story yacht or something and wearing some designer like heel while they're doing it. But yeah, Kim and Kate, I don't know. I see them having like a polite cordial exchange. I don't see it going much beyond that though. I would love to see Chris Jenner meet the queen though. I feel like she would she would do that. Like she already has the outfit picked out. She's been like petitioning to get some sort of British honor. I feel like she'd already like have the camera crew with her be filming that for like a two-part Kardashians episode. She's probably already pitched this to E. I don't know why we're even pretending that she hasn't. Like she wants that London vacation trip for like a two-part episode. And I feel like Kris Jenner can make conversation with anyone. You were on the phone with her, right? Yes, I interviewed her. About her cookbook. Yeah, she had that cookbook coming out. That's so right. I was very intimidated to talk to her because she's like, you know, Kris Jenner. But she was great. And it was so casual. She was talking about all the different like recipes she makes, which like there was some question to me of how many of these recipes she's actually made herself. But she says she cooks for them all the time. Anyways, on that note, (laughs) Chris Jenner's cooking prowess. I guess we wanted to end with like we each make a prediction. It's going to be like an in the limelight recurring feature. Just some sort of like small prediction for what we think might come this week in the pop culture entertainment space. I'll go first, Julie, if you want. Go for it. So my prediction is I think this is going to be the week that Megan either like speaks about the Prince Harry relationship or is photographed in some way with him. I think they're moving this in lightning speed into the holidays. And I think this is going to be the week we see them, I don't know, at one of those weird polo match events or some kind of like, you know, charity function. And it's going to be like a blurry picture, maybe like may not be like official, but it's going to be like Prince Harry, Meghan Markle finally seen out. That's great. That makes me really excited about the next week. What's your... I mean, I want Beyonce to post something, like some subliminal invitation for a beach vacation, like two towels, her on one, the other one empty, with just like two drinks. Um, But my real prediction would probably be we're going to see a lot from Dream Kardashian this week. This is a big week in her life, Mm -hmm. the first one. Maybe even her first sponsored tweet. I mean... I feel like that would even be late going for them, right? She has to get on to that. <laughs> that would be late going. But I feel like this is a different area of the market they can really capitalize on. The whole baby, infant. Yeah, maybe this is like their next reality show, like just the kids, not like the next generation style. Right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for our inaugural episode of In the Limelight. If you want to say hello, if you're like a big Suits watcher, let us know what you think. We really want to know without having to watch it ourselves. (laughs) So anything you can tell us would be fantastic. Yeah, please like send us all anything related to your reviews. Uh, My Twitter handle is jduboff. And mine is at Julie W. Miller. And please follow our handle at In The Limelight. You can also rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps us to find new listeners. The episode was edited and produced by Alana Milner and thanks to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Thanks guys for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Bye Julia. I'll I'll talk to you like in a minute probably. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bye. (laughs) 